Well, hey there, you're listening to the Marketing for Coaches podcast. I'm your host, Steve Schramm, and this is the podcast where we help coaches like you achieve clarity around their message, overcome their toughest marketing challenges, and grow their business. As you seek to grow your business, one of the uh, most difficult things to do when you're starting out, especially as a solopreneur, is to market your coaching business. And you want to do it effectively, but you realize that you don't have the advantages that some other people have. Lots of other people are able to be prolific with their content. They put stuff out constantly. And it's like, man, you are one person. How are you doing all of this? Well, a lot of times there are two things that uh, you have to think about. The first one of those is that they're doing this full time. And the second one is that not only are they doing this full time, but they've got a team behind them helping them as well. And if you're starting out right now, if you're in that boat, then you may not even be doing this full time and yet you're trying to market. And not only that, but you likely don't have a team behind you either. So if you're in that boat today, I want to offer you some encouragement and I want to also try to help you through understanding how you could be effective. And I'm, I'm, I'm going for, I've got three, three points here, but I'm really going for one big idea that will hopefully become clear as we move through the end of this podcast. Okay, what I want you to do first is focus on desire. Focus on desire. And by this, I mean two things. So we need to have a long-term vision, number one, a long-term vision. We need to think about where we want to be in five 10, 20 years. Now, this is always subject to change, of course, but you have to be aiming somewhere, right? You have to be shooting in some direction. You have to have some goals right now that you plan to take action on in order to achieve them. So, when I say focus on desire, I first of all mean to craft that long-term vision. Have an end in mind. Isn't that just Stephen Covey's principle? Begin with the end in mind. It's very important. The second part of this is to do only desire zone tasks. So you want to do those tasks that are things that you are most proficient at and that you most enjoy. These are tasks that would uh, fall into what my kayak calls your desire zone. You need to be trying desperately to get into that particular mindset. You want to be thinking in terms of eliminating or automating or delegating everything else that does not fall into your desire zone. So you focus on desire. That, that's how we market effectively, first of all. You know, we're only going to do those things that you uh, feel are the most prudent to do in your particular situation right now. The second thing is to identify the path of least resistance. Now, this is an important concept and something that I am really learning more about on a daily basis, but this very podcast that you're listening to right now is perhaps one of the best examples uh, that I can even think of of what I mean to communicate here. So identify the path of least resistance. So identify those tasks, those those things in business that move the needle the most and figure out how to do them with the least amount of resistance possible. And by resistance, I mean all of those things that are factors that would hold you back from getting them done. Uh, and the two biggest ones, the two obvious ones, are time 
and money. Uh, team, for example, might be another one, but usually a lack of team comes down to uh, a time and money problems as well. So I think you can really boil most things down to time and money. So um, let me give you an example of what I do on this particular podcast. Well, I realize because of what I do that a lot of times written material has the most bang for its buck in terms of getting traction with online marketing. But I'm very busy right now, not only with lots of client work, but you know I do still work a full-time job outside of this. And I also have some ministry activities that I like to do as well. And so my time is uh, crunched. I, I don't have a ton of extra time. Uh, there is time that I devote to the work of this business every week. And depending on what my current client load looks like and, and things, uh, that varies. So I don't have a ton of time to put into marketing activities, especially writing, you know, 600, 800, 1,000 words every week when I know that that would move the needle. But what I do have time to do is a podcast. I do have time to get in front of the mic for 5, 10, maybe even up to 15 minutes per episode uh, to get that out there, especially if I am batching content. And it doesn't take me long at all because of how up to date I stay on this topic with the reading I do and the listening I do to podcasts and things of that nature. It doesn't take me long at all once I have a focused uh, idea of the topics that I'm going to be talking about, exactly what things I need to say within that. So uh, podcasting is the path of least resistance for me um, to to get something out there, or, or it's, it's part of that path. Well, the next part is, though, uh, the problem is the podcast is audio. Uh, podcast is is not something that is uh, written, obviously. So I need to somehow get this, if I really want this to move the needle, I need to somehow get what I am saying to a written format. Now, there are multiple options for that. I could use something like Rev.com, but Rev.com is a dollar a minute, and might it be worth it to pay that? I'm sure it is. It, it, it sends your stuff to a real person who actually types it out, but then again, they're still just typing it out with what you actually said. And a lot of times we don't speak in the way that we write. Written communication should come across at least a little bit differently, a little bit more polished than spoken communication. So I could spend the, the dollar per minute that it takes for Rev.com to go out and do the transcription, but the ultimate product is still not going to be exactly like what I want. So that's not really a conducive option. So Rev also has a automated online service called Temi, T-E-M-I. And it's only 10 cents per minute as opposed to a dollar per minute. And let me tell you guys, it does a really, really good job. It really does. Uh, there are definitely typos here and there. I use Grammarly to help sort those out really quick. Uh, there are typos here and there, but it does a very good job on the whole of accurately representing what I actually say into this microphone. Well, but then it's so easy to work with and it's a really nice web app. I'm telling you, temi.com, you need to check it out. It's really easy to work with and uh, really great. It makes it so easy for me to go in and rearrange things and, and change words out and do the spacing I want and the proper formatting and everything to make it really look like a written article. And guys, this usually takes me only around a half an hour to 45 minutes of my time 
each week. And the batching only takes about an hour to an hour and a half uh, to actually get these podcast episodes out there. So uh, relative to my entire month, my time actually spent doing the marketing activities is very small. Financially, it's very small as well. I have a um, affiliate affiliate income uh, uh, that uh, goes on with ConvertKit from time to time. I get PayPal every month, uh, eight something dollars uh, for a a ConvertKit referral that I uh, that I did. And guess what? This pays for my podcast transcription. I always just pay it right out of PayPal. It does, it's not even a business expense. So I don't even see that money, really. That just kind of stays there uh, in PayPal for that particular purpose. And I never have to use it all up, uh, so it just kind of builds up. But uh, I do have it in there. And so I can go in and actually transcribe myself. And not, not only um, is it automatically transcribed, but then I can go in and arrange it so it looks like a nice polished blog post and then I just simply post that up to the site each week and then the automation takes on, goes on from there for me to to share it out to my social media over the period of the next 12 months and also to get it out there into uh, my email list. So my marketing activities in that regard are probably somewhere around five hours per month. Now that is 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 bang for my buck and it doesn't cost much money at all. So that's exactly what I meant. Now I know that was a bit of an extended example, but that's exactly what I meant by identifying the past of the path of least resistance. Focus on desire, right? The long-term vision, the desire's own tasks. Yes. Begin with the end in mind, understand what needs to happen. And the same is true with the path of least resistance. You have to understand what the path should be, and that's that's a different discussion, right? But I know for me that that the the greatest marketing end would be to end up with a written blog post every week in addition to a a spoken podcast. That's the other benefit, by the way, is that it's multiple forms of content that you're putting out there, multiple ways to be found. So I realized that that is the, uh, that the written content is the end, but I also realized what it would take for me to write a 1000 word blog post each week is a lot less or a lot more than it would take to do it the other way around, which is not ultimately even as fruitful because then I only end up with one content medium out of it. So uh, anyway, that is how I think about these things with the path of least resistance. That is how I am accomplishing the end that I want by using means that have virtually no resistance. They're really easy for me to get taken care of. The final thing, number three, on how to market your coaching business effectively as a solopreneur or running lean, as I've titled it here in the episode, is to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And uh, yeah, of course, here I'm referring to paid help. You could ask for volunteer help. But yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help on those tasks, either that you don't want to do or that you are not the best suited to do. What you find that's interesting when you start working with other people is that you know that you're really not the best at what you do or uh, at, at those things that you think you're really good at. Um. There are people who you can start working with who probably have a much lower effective hourly rate than you do based on the kind of work that you do in your coaching business that are better at the kind of things that you're scrambling around trying to get done than you are. So don't be afraid to ask for help. 
with your marketing. Maybe there are things that you are just not great at. Maybe you don't understand how to craft yourself a brand strategy. Maybe you don't understand how to design a website. Maybe you don't understand how to properly maintain and update a website. These are things that ask for help. By the way, you could ask the Coach Marketing Company for help. Just email steve at coachmarketing.co to find out how we can help you. But seriously, um, it's amazing to me that you're still trying to do everything on your own. You don't have to. You don't have to. There are very affordable and much more sensical ways to get done much of what you're trying to get done all on your own right now. So I highly encourage you to reach out don't be afraid to ask for help. It doesn't have to be me, of course, uh, but I would love for it to be. If you go to coachmarketing.co, you can find out all the ways that we can help your coaching business thrive and get to the next level. Well, the Bible is a really amazing book that has a huge impact on the way that I think about life and business. So each week on the podcast here, I like to share a verse to close us out. The Bible says in Genesis 26, 4 and 5, And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Amazing here that God has made this promise to Abraham. Look, if you just do what I say do, I am going to bless you. And really that's one of the biggest themes of the Bible is obedience equals blessing. Obedience equals blessing. Disobedience often brings judgment. And that's just the reality of the situation. By the way, that's how it works when you punish your kids or when you are uh, teaching your kids. Obedience to your commands brings blessing on your children. It really does. And disobedience to your commands brings judgment and correction. So this is not something that should be surprising to us, but it's amazing to know that the God of heaven who created us and instilled those ideas in us takes care of us in that very same way. All we have to do is obey his commandments, read his word, and heed his word, and he will uh, take care of us and prosper us and bless us. And that is just a, a beautiful, beautiful truth of scripture. All right. God bless you and may you prosper in your coaching business. Do something today, right now, to change your tomorrow.